Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Graham Ledger. Next on the Ledger Report, no Christianity in this country, then there will be no constitutional liberty. How is it that a man can go in a women's locker room, disrobe, naked, take a shower while there are underage girls all around him. How is that even possible? The answer is both sad and simple. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in. So sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of The Ledger Report. Just two weeks ago, after finishing my shift at my job, I went to the gym to swim laps. As I was showering after my workout, I saw a naked male in the women's locker room. I immediately went back into the shower, terrified, and hid behind their flimsy excuse for a curtain until he was gone. I ran into a bathroom stall to change as quickly as I could, organizing my thoughts to share with the people at the front desk. As I did so, I could only think of my five-year-old sister who I bring to this gym during the summer to to enjoy their water slides. This is the YMCA, where hundreds of children spend their summer afternoons in childcare camps. This is the YMCA where my little sister took gymnastics lessons. The locker room was supposed to be her safe haven to gossip with her friends and shower and change. When I asked the YMCA management what their policy was regarding transgenders, they confirmed that the man that I saw was indeed allowed to shower wherever he pleased. As long as you were not a red flag on Megan's Law, the California Sex Offender Registry, a grown male can shower alongside a teenage girl at your YMCA location here in Santee. I was made to feel as though I had done something wrong when I talked to people at the YMCA. Somehow, the indecent exposure of a male to a female minor was an inconvenience to them. Stop the tape. No, Rebecca Phillips, 17 years old of San Diego County, you did nothing wrong. It's the YMCA. What does YMCA stand for? At least, what did it stand for at some point? Young man or men's Christian association. Y-M-C-A. You know the song. Everybody sings it at a football game or a baseball game or before a rally to get all hyped up. What are they saying? Y-M-C-A. What's the C? You can feel what Rebecca is going through there. Rebecca is emblematic of what is happening in this country. The slow erosion 
of the Christian-based constitutional principles that were bestowed upon this country more than 240 years ago. Christian-based values. Everything we have in the Constitution is based on the Christian Bible. I'm sorry if you happen to be Jewish or Muslim or Hindu or Buddhist. You're in a Christian country, and I'm going to make the case, the fact, that you're in a Christian country, or at least it used to be a Christian country, moored, tethered, all our rights, the Declaration of Independence, not just based on, quote, the Bible, but a specific Bible, not the Old Testament, the New Testament. The framers of the Constitution were vast majority Christians. And so they knew where their fundamental rights came from, not from King George, not from any human being, but from up above, God. And if you're a Christian, you believe in the Holy Trinity. So Christ and God are often interchangeable to those of us who believe. And the framers of the Constitution, George Washington on down. I know that there's infamously a couple of deists thrown in there. I think it was Benjamin Franklin's. Who cares? Franklin, if he were here today, he would say, yes. Everything we derived in terms of rights that are enumerated, enumerated and protected in the United States Constitution are derived from not the Old Testament, but the New Testament. And so Rebecca Phillips, 17 years old. Now, my roots are heavy in San Diego County. And I know Santee. In fact, there's a nasty, derogatory um, pseudoname for Santee that I will not use. But Santee had always been salt of the earth. Some people might even call it redneck. Call it what you want. But good, old-fashioned Americans lived in Santee. Now, I don't know who lives in Santee now because San Diego has gone through a bit of a metamorphosis in the bad direction, in the direction away from the Constitution, in the direction away from liberty, in the direction away from conservative military values. The military is now just a speck, just a flea on the back of the Marxist dog that is now ripping at the soul of a once great county of more than 3.2, 3.3 million people. San Diego County is a very large area. But Santee is east of city of San Diego proper. A bedroom community, if you will. But it's always been, you know, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, salt of the earth. And those gentlemen sitting behind that woman, I'm just amazed that those guys who kind of looked a little bit like the album covers of ZZ Top sitting over her right shoulder, I'm amazed they weren't jumping out of their skin out of their seats. Because that's the Santee I know. Now, I'll tell you one thing. The Santee I used to know, that man going in that locker room again had better watch his jewels. Because he's going to be without them very quickly if he tries that again. In the old Santee I knew, 
You tell me, Santee, you're still out there, you're still watching, you know me from the news in San Diego, and of course from doing my national television show, The Ledger Report. You tell me. You're going to let this guy get away? I'm not advocating violence here. Don't get me wrong. I'm just amazed those people were able to sit there and listen to that girl. A girl. She can't even go to the YMCA anymore. I brought my daughter to the YMCA when she was about a year and a half old. I wanted to teach her how to swim. So they had swim classes there for infants, toddlers. And uh, I was the only dad in the class, of course. <laughs> and I felt funny. Now, I, I know. I'm a dad. I'm just being a parent. But I felt funny even back then bringing my daughter in the men's locker room. And, you know, putting on the, you have to put on one of these swim diapers. This is the most disgusting thing. I don't even know why I tortured my dog, but you have to. I guess it was the rule because, you know, kids, they're not necessarily potty trained, so they have to put these swim diapers on. And as soon as they get in the pool, they absorb the water and they sink the kid. <laughs> so you're teaching your child how to swim ostensibly with about a 10-pound weight attached to their rear end. How does that make any sense? Yet my daughter somehow learned to swim because I knew as a parent in the back of my mind, uh, in the front of my mind, that at that age, the number one cause of death was drowning, accidental drowning in pools. So I wanted my daughter to have a fighting chance, and she swims like a fish now. So, but back then, I think the sea was still relevant. Clearly now, if these people at the YMCA in Santee, in San Diego County, are hesitant about jumping to the defense of Rebecca Phillips, it's over, YMCA. Why am it's over? You want a boycott? Go ahead. You want to send nasty emails and letters? Go ahead. I don't think it's going to do any good. I mean, these people, it's like Disneyland. Disneyland's gone. You want to spend your money in Disneyland? You want to get ripped off? You want to support their anti family behavior, anti America behavior, anti Christian behavior? Go ahead. But remember, you're putting dollars in their pockets. You're supporting this ungodly behavior. 20% of Americans now don't have God. This is the only way something like this can happen. 20% of Americans don't have God in their lives or they believe there's no God. It's the only way something like this, a man in a locker room, first of all, having the guy in the locker room to begin with, the man in the locker room, in his brain, he wouldn't, if he had God, he wouldn't be in that locker room. And then if the YMCA staff had God, they wouldn't put up with it. And clearly, Rebecca Phillips, one way or another, directly or indirectly, has God. I want to remind you, this program is brought to you by America's Best Beef Jerky. Go to americasbestbeefjerky.com. Put Ledger in the promo code box, and you'll get up to 15% off its wonderful beef jerky. Also buy MyPillow.com. Put in Ledger in the promo code box. You get up to 66% off thanks to Mike Lindell. God bless Mike Lindell and, um, and everything that he does. And Relief Factor. I have a bad back. I try and mitigate it by working out as much as possible and stretching. But I need a little extra help, so I take Relief Factor from time to time. 833-425-7246. 833-425-7246. It's not drugs. It's a homeopathic remedy 
for your pain, not just for backs, but other kinds of pain. Uh, I'd like to hear from you, GrahamLedger411 at gmail.com, GrahamLedger at 411, I'm sorry, GrahamLedger411 at gmail.com. Don't judge me because I have a Gmail account. I, it's not my main account, but I, it's a great way to hear from you. And of course, you want to go to GrahamLedger.com, answer the ledger register, and see all the uh, videos there. So only 20%, <laughs> only 20% of Americans say there's no God. It's unbelievable. Only 30% go to church every week. Think about that. Think about the roots that I'm about to tell you about. Think about that in context with the roots of this country. I'm about to go into a little bit here. And only 54% of Americans identify as Christian. And going down. And they project by, I don't know, 10, 20 years from now, Christians, just like white people, are not going to be in the majority. They're going to be a plurality. Is that what you want? Is that what you want for this country? For whites to be have as little role in the society as they show on network television and the commercials. I, I, I don't even want, that's a separate show, but I will tell you. You know, I try and watch network television sometimes because I want to know what's going on, catch a glimpse of a football game a little bit, although, you know, we're still boycotting. But I want to know what's going on. It's unbelievable. It's bad enough to sit through the programming I have to sit through, but the commercials. I mean, the commercials are already telling you where this country is headed. Look at the commercials. Look at the makeup of the commercials. It's, if you live in Iowa, it should be outrageous what you're watching. And I'm amazed that they're getting away with it. They being the major advertisers, the major companies. Unbelievable. But that may be where we're headed. Apparently, if nothing changes, we are headed there. We're going to be in a majority what in terms of religion? What, what would be the majority then? If the plurality, maybe around 40%, is going to be Christian, what's the rest? Nothing? We are, as a country, we are unmoored from the United States Constitution. And if, as a country, we are unmoored from the Constitution, and I think most reasonable Americans would agree with that statement, that we have become detached, unmoored, detached, from the Constitution. For that to happen, we are necessarily unmoored from the Christian Bible. That is the New Testament. That is the gospel of Christ. We are unmoored from the New Testament because to be unmoored from the Constitution means necessarily that you are unmoored from the Christian Bible. And this has been a slow, ongoing process. And the whole stupid notion of separation of state, church and state, which doesn't exist anywhere in the Constitution, exists nowhere in the Constitution. It was one dude's opinion, separation of church and state, one dude's interpretation, because of this notion, and that's all it is, is a notion, we have slowly but surely begun to eliminate Christianity in this country. If you trample on human rights, if you promote one race of people or class of people over another, you are violating necessarily the other people's human rights. Natural law. 
That's what the Constitution is based upon. Where is natural law derived from? The Magna Carta? No, the Magna Carta just delineated parts of what we believe as Americans. Natural law is contained within the Bible, the New Testament. It is what it is. And our founding documents are based upon the New Testament. Not the Old Testament, but the New Testament. And there is a difference in terms of, in particular, the commandments, which I'll get into in just a second. But the foundation for all of this in this country is the Mayflower Compact, which was written when the folks who were leaving repression, religious repression in Europe, in England in particular, wrote on their harrowing voyage over to the New World in the 1600s. The Mayflower Con Compact is the foundation for the first Christian republic in world history. Yes, we are a Christian republic. And what do we believe as Christians? Well, we believe many things. Love thy neighbor. Love God, love thy neighbor. Those are the two commandments that we live by as Christians. And I want to get into that in just a second here, but the gospel of Christ, back when the Mayflower came over here and they developed the Mayflower Compact, the gospel, the New Testament, back then was the political textbook for civil and self-governance. Why? Because it delineates to any human being how to live your life in a righteous and loving way. That's all Christianity really is. Boils down to very simply living a righteous, good, loving life. Of course, there are many facets to it and Christ obviously examples, uh, gives, uh, proffers many examples as they're denoted in the, uh, in the New Testament, how to be a Christian, how to be a good Christian. But in the end, it, it, it boils down to living a, a righteous life, a happy life, and helping your neighbor. When we hear some people in this country now, the revisionists come forward and say, no, this is not a Christian nation. They're wrong. They're dead wrong. And you can read the founding members of this country and what they wrote about it, in particular Thomas Paine and, and others. When they wrote, they included, in terms of founding this country, in terms of founding the Constitution, the founding document that protects our rights in this country. They weren't afraid to tie in to the Bible and to the gospel and to God and to Lord, Christ. And so Thomas Paine, apparently in his first half of his life, was very um, religious. And the second half of his life kind of swerved off and went off and wrote a lot about, about the... Um, French Revolution, and wasn't so much moored 
in America, he went off and talked about other things, but at the founding of this country, it's very clear where Thomas Paine, as a leading voice in terms of the founding document and the, the founding members of this country, says about how this country should be formed. Remember, this is a time when they were pre-Constitution, in the middle of, this, uh, of the Revolutionary War, or just after it, just before the Constitutional Convention in 1787, Thomas Paine writing about what the Constitution should look like and who, sh who is the de facto leader of the United States. Who is the king? Thomas Paine writes, but where says some is the king of America? I'll tell you, friend, he reigns above. Let the day be solemnly set apart for proclaiming the charter, the charter in this case being the Constitution. Let it be brought forth, placed on the divine law, the word of God. Let a crown be placed thereon by which the world may know that so far as we approve as a monarchy that in America the law is king. And for, as for in absolute governments, the king is law. So in free countries, the law ought to be king and there ought to be no other. I think the important nugget in there is proclaiming that this country is founded on divine law and that, yes, there is a king of the United States and it's Christ. In this case, he uses the word God. Again, they used it interchangeably, God and Christ. This country was founded upon the Christian Bible, Christian faith, and Christian tenets. The United States Constitution will not function properly without the New Testament recognized now, today, this year, and next year, and the years in the future. You cannot have one function without the other. The United States cannot function as a society, a constitutional republic, based on the Bible, by pretending like the Bible doesn't exist. The New Testament Bible. That's what we're living through right now. That's why there's a naked guy in that locker room, in the woman's locker room at the YMCA. We're pretending like God doesn't exist. We're pretending like Christ doesn't exist. We're pretending like the New Testament doesn't exist. We just have this document. Now they call it living and breathing, which it's not. The United States Constitution is a contract between we the people and government and God, really. And it enumerates Certain things the government can and cannot do and all other rights and powers and authority go to the people because we are a Christian-based society. If you abide by the, the two commandments in Christianity, you would not have a man running around town saying he's a woman. Now, you might have a, occasionally a kook, but you won't have this mass acceptance. I don't know what percent accept 
that a man can declare himself a woman and have all these pronouns that it, them, whatever pronoun. This is cuckoo stuff, right? At least it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. How many Americans actually believe that a man, if he declares himself a female, is a female? I mean, what kind of a psycho society is that? It's a society unmoored from God. It's a society unmoored from the New Testament. You're born in this country, even if you're Hindu, even if you're Jewish, you are born into a Christian society. And if your folks immigrated here, they immigrated to a Christian society. It is our duties as Americans to bolster this Christian society. So you come over here from India, you want to bring your beliefs, that's fine. We do have the freedom to study whatever religion we want in this country. But you also have to understand that the freedom that allows you to be a Hindu is based on Christian principles. It is the Christian, love thy neighbor, that allows a Hindu to come over here and practice their religion. Love thy neighbor. That's what freedom of religion is all about. So when you come over here from another country, you are supposed to assimilate into American culture. That's why assimilation is so important. When we have immigrants from south of our border, most of them are Christian. Most of them are raised Christian. They're halfway to being American citizens. I have a huge problem, as you know, with the attack at our southern border and this invasion by illegals. But I will tell you that when people come here legally from a Christian-based society, like Mexico, they're halfway to being a U.S. citizen because they are Christian. <laughs> they're Christian. They already practice what we are supposed to preach in this country. If you love thy neighbor, if you act that way, which you should, being an American and understanding that we are a Christian-based society, then we won't have these hideous videos that we see now. These videos we're seeing now on, on social media of these people tearing apart, for example, a fast food restaurant, throwing chairs and hitting these people for whatever cuckoo reason. These people are unmoored from the Constitution, yeah, but they're unmoored from Christianity to do that. They're unmoored from a civil society. But again, our civil society is derived from those two commandments. Love God, love thy neighbor. If you love thy neighbor, you're not going to throw a chair at a McDonald's worker. It's just not going to happen. Remember this. 2 Corinthians or as Barack Obama says, two Corinthians. <laughs> Anybody remember that? Anybody remember when Barack Obama was trying to act Christian and said, two Corinthians? <laughs> Second Corinthians 3.17, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Let me repeat that. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom.
That's what this country is founded upon. The Spirit of the Lord. The Lord gives us freedom. Not any document written by mankind. Not any president or senator or congressperson or mayor or governor. They don't give us freedom, despite what they did in COVID. Remember that. <laughs> Remember that. God, Christ gives you freedom. In Christianity, we have individual salvation. We believe in individual salvation, the salvation of the individual. In America, we believe in individual freedom. The two are linked forever. Forever linked. So, go out and challenge your neighbors. Go out and challenge your friends. Are you still moored to Christianity? Because if you're not, then you're unmoored from the Constitution. Get them back moored to Christianity. Get them back moored to the Constitution. The two are forever linked. Remind them of that. Explain that we are a Christian nation based on Christian principles and that everything we have in this country is built upon a foundation of Christianity, the New Testament, the Bible. We can fix this country. We can tether this country back to the Constitution only if we can tether it back to the Bible, the New Testament, the Gospel, Christianity. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs>